You're now entering a restricted zone. Welcome to Area 52. Welcome back to the Area 52 podcast. It's me, Eric Freak. Lol, sex talk. Okay, here we go. Ready? Check. 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 Hello. You hear that? Yeah. You hear it? No, Eric. No, Eric. <laughs> the sound of no Eric Ripley in the room. It's uh, it's quiet. It's quiet. Welcome back to uh, Less Area virginity. Welcome back to Area Fifty Two. Uh, and yeah, this and a week a room full of sinners. A room full of sinners. This week, um, <laughs> Eric is uh, out of town. He's taking care of his his mom. He, uh, yeah. he, he went to, yeah, she was, she said like they were dealing with their family pet and yeah. then I guess something mom, happened with her while she was in town. Got so, sick. so we're, we're wishing you better. Yeah. Actually we, uh, we're sad. He can't be here, but she uh, probably doesn't listen cause we say a lot of efforts. Yeah. But so, sorry. You feel better. <laughs> Mama Ripley. Yes. Uh, we are thinking of you. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, Eric's not here this week. Uh, so over here on our third microphone, uh, you might hear him pop in from time to time. He, he uh, our producer Sasha, the man Sasha. behind the 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 scenes who makes this. To and and all of you who say, "Hey, you know what? This is a great sounding podcast." Yes, your podcast sounds great. You know why? That man right there, Sasha. He's got a great head of hair too. Yeah, you should see. Him. He's, <laughs> he's got like and huge titties. <laughs> kind of reminds me of like the the goatee and the hair of Seth Rogen in Forty Year Old Virgin. Yes, the real. If you were, if he was a majestic lion, <laughs> <laughs> that's the uh, Seth Rogen laugh. Um, now we had we had talked last week. We did our whole episode about the uh, the Rothschilds and uh, their influence, and we had kind of at the end said, "Well, you know what? We kind of want to get into some other stuff. We wanted to talk about false flags. We want to talk about the Vatican. We want to mm-hmm. do all this stuff." But then we found out uh, Eric wasn't going to be here. So we thought to ourselves, yeah. well, we don't want to uh, necessarily keep going on with this stuff if uh, if Eric can't be here for that. So um, we decided to take on a subject that is kind of near and dear <laughs> to our hearts um, that we yes. can talk about on a moment's notice uh, without really any research needed. And... Um, and that is uh, the world of professional wrestling. Yes. Oh, I'm so excited for this. Now, me and you are fans. Big ones. I mean, we've together. We've that means seen... we love and hate hard. You know, we yeah. love we love it. We it's... love and hate wrestling. Sasha, you're a wrestling intensely. fan. Intensely. Certain types of wrestling. Yeah. Huge Ooh, Japanese wrestling. wrestling. <laughs> yeah. I like fat bitches wrestling. Naked uh, wrestling. You're into, uh, you're into the Japanese, like New Japan and stuff like that? Yeah, I was a big ECW guy. ECW. Good when taste, Sasha. Out. Good taste. But I'm not a huge WWE fan. I kind of liked it when Kurt Angle was around a little bit. The early 2000 era. Shelton Benjamin when there yes. was some real that technical was a great, wrestling. That was yes. a great, the ruthless aggression era, they yes. call it. The yes. 2000. Great uh, ladder matches going on in that time with great like, Shelton well, Benjamin. Well, and, Shelton, oh, man. You had a young Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. You had Kurt Angle. You had a young John Cena. You had, I mean, JBL was still there. As Eddie Guerrero was still around. Oh. Chris Benoit was still around. Yeah. The um, Chava Brothers. Yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of great wrestling back then. Now, me and you, Danny, we've um, gone to wrestling together. In fact, it was one of the first things we we kind of went and did as a big event when yeah. we first got together. I mean, I dare say we've been to every. Everyone live that's event here. that's been in Salt Lake. Yes, five or six of them yeah. at this point. We yeah. sat ringside. CM Punk threw mm-hmm. his shirt at you one yeah, time. Yeah, that was so cool. Uh, so I never washed it. Cena's it smelled coming. like Icy Hot. Yeah, that's right. You tweeted at him. <laughs> yeah, I did. I told him, I was like, your shirt still smells like Icy Hot. You know, and he was like, you know, something that's hilarious and sad that it smells that's like what Icy Hot. it smells yeah. like. Um, yeah, the life yeah, of John a Cena came and talked to us uh, at one event. Shawn Michaels talked yeah. to us at one event. But, I mean, like, you went to his wrestling I went to his school. school. I so. mentioned it to him. He came back and talked. In yeah. fact, it was cool because we, he was coming by and he was shaking hands. It was right before his last match. I think he was kind of on his retirement run. And he was coming around. And as he went to shake my hand, I just said, hey, Shawn Michaels, Wrestling Academy, class of April 2000. And he was like, oh, right on. And he kind of talked to me for a second. And then he got all the way around the ring and he stopped and he walked all the way back and came over and he was like, so which class? And he just sat there and talked with me and, and Triple H was there. And and then I got a picture with him right there at ringside. Randy was like in his prime. Sorry, I'm a huge Randy Orton fan. That was the one where we went to that was like insane. 2010. It was like the final, the main March event of 2010. on the house show. 
Okay, this wasn't even a televised event that yeah, we went to. Yeah, this is amazing. Was John Cena, yep. Shawn Michaels, and Triple H. Yep, so they were DX, essentially, at that time. Versus Sheamus, Randy Orton, and Batista. Oh, my gosh. It was and we amazing. Were like, we were front row. Front row, and Batista was standing there. I've never Basically seen Basically blocking a dude. out the whole view. That dude's <laughs> back was as wide as, I mean, yeah. I've, ne- I've, I've never seen dudes this oh, big. Oh, man. It it steroids cool. is a real thing. But we love wrestling. We've watched wrestling. We've bitched about wrestling. We could yeah. go on for an hour on this podcast just talking about how much we dislike things right now. Yeah. Yep. So that but that makes us true fans. I believe that. I believe that. If you're not bitching about wrestling, you are not a true you wrestling don't love fan. It. That's right. Um, that's a good point. But we wanted to talk because this is Area 52. We needed to to talk about the things that we typically talk about. So we wanted to actually touch base today on some of the more controversial uh, conspiracy theories that exist within the world of professional wrestling. Now. There are plenty of things out there. There are deaths. There are events that may have taken place. Uh, things, stories that you hear from backstage. Bilderberg Associations, Illuminati right. Associations. <laughs> oh. yes. Well, now let me say hold something. Hold on a sec. Yeah. Yeah. I don't Make know, the, Sasha. I don't. I know that you said you haven't watched. Have you watched WWE in a while? I watched it a lot. Okay. Yeah. Have you seen the new Raw logo that they've had? Of course. Okay. Is that not some Illuminati shit? It, it like starts with out with the triangle and, the and then like, like and then goes, goes into the raw. Yeah, and I'm like, come it on! It starts at the Illuminati. Yeah, you guys, check that out next time. I was Watch like, oh, the beginning of raw and, and yeah. the transition shots where it's like, yes, it, it starts is. It starts with the, the uh, triangle of the A in the raw logo, and that's kind of where the focus starts, and then from there, it kind of, yeah. you know, I mean, it's it pretty is nuts. It's it looks pretty Illuminati to me. But there's a lot of there's a lot of um. You know, stories that have happened. In fact, I, I, I was kind of privy to one. When I was at Sean's school, um, there was uh, one of the days of class where he, he said, I'm not going to be here. I'm going to go do SmackDown. And he left and flew out. And so we did school that day and we watched it. And it was, we watched him that night on SmackDown and he came back. And when he got back the next day, he had a black eye. His eye was completely blacked out and um, he was wearing glasses and he didn't really want to talk about it. And from what we were kind of told is that he had gotten into a fight with the rock and they had, oh. they had come to blows and the rock had punched him in the face. Do you over know what it was Vince over? McMahon's ass or what? It was over. It was <laughs> over. If I remember correctly, it was the episode where Sean was being a special guest referee and he was going to screw the rock out of, he was going to kick the rock in the face and, from what I remember, it was maybe he had he had connected, like he had actually gone a little stiff and kicked mm. the rock on purpose, and the rock wasn't happy, and they had you words. Mean that you're not supposed to actually kick someone in the face and wrestle. Well, shh, don't listen. Oh Controvert. Okay, conspiracy theory number one, guys. <laughs> wrestling. For those of you out there, all right, yeah. uh, it's it's. The finesse I, I of it all. Call, I would never call wrestling fake, to be no. honest. It, it, people who say wrestling's fake, are, uh, they're missing the point. Wrestling I would is, say the finesse of it all is to make it look like you're... Whoa, my mic just dropped out. Yeah, that was yeah. weird. Everybody's did. Okay. It was a ghost. Finish what you were going to say in case we <laughs> okay. dropped, lost all audio there for a minute. No, I was just going to say, I, I think the finesse of it all in pro wrestling is to make it look like you're hurting someone, yeah. but not actually hurt yourself sure. or your opponent. Yeah, it's it's predetermined. Yeah. The goal at the end of the day is for everybody skill, to get though. home safe. And I mean, it's full contact and it hurts for people who've been in a ring. Uh, both of us, it doesn't feel good. Nope. I split my eyebrow open to the bone. Yeah. You've been split open. You've had your head knocked to the point where you were just not really there and just wandering around a ring. Yeah. You've been kicked in the face and punched and you had one thing where you just went into the corner and bruised your heel. Or was it? Yeah, just stupid stuff. Stupid shit. I mean, it's just dumb stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, well, and then I, that stuff kind of keeps you out from doing right. leg work. It's just stupid. It's stuff. dumb. And, and but we, yeah, it's real. Uh, it you really can get hurt. It hurts. And yeah, those people they put their lives on the line. They put their bodies on the line. And there's nothing but respect for the world of professional wrestling. And and again, the the things we're going to talk about today, we're not saying we necessarily believe them. These are just things that, as a wrestling fan, or as a person who maybe maybe you don't know wrestling, but you just know the names. You know the Hulk Hogan's. You know the Ultimate Warriors. You know the John Cena's. And maybe you know some of the controversies around them. So we wanted to just kind of go over a few of them. And uh, we took some notes, and, and, and we're just going to kind of go through some of the, some of the themes. Now, you mentioned that you were an ECW fan. Yeah. Um, 
There is the theory, and some people believe uh, this, that Vince McMahon owned ECW the whole time. Now, yeah. I don't know that that's necessarily true. I think once it started gaining steam, Vince probably just Rothschilded it up and said, yeah. like he did with everything. I mean, that's that's kind of what happened. Is Vince was Vince was the was the Rothschilds of wrestling. of wrestling. He went out and he had. The business. I mean, it started back in the day with there used to be territories. That's how wrestling happened. There was the Southwest and the Texas territories and this guy on this. And Vince went around and just started pulling all the best people from all the territories and building this televised um, monster, the WWF. And and then it just kept growing and growing. and and Which was a major no-no because all the territories had handshake agreements with each other. We borrow your talent. We'll never sign them. Right. And as soon as Vince's father died, Vince jumped in and monopolized the whole thing. Took all of it. Mm. And you had dudes from all over that were now getting an opportunity to have this, this, uh, this exposure, this TV. So... For the for the longest time, WWF was just WWF. That's all. That's all there was out there. But then in the '90s, you had ECW and WCW, and some people, Extreme Championship Wrestling, uh, which was ECW, Paul Heyman's baby. A lot of people believe that that Vince may have been because uh, you know funneling their money because they showed up on WWE. They would you know the wrestlers would come work the shows. People go work his shows. I mean, a lot of the ECW talent was coming up to WWE. Yeah, they had better talent than WWE. Yeah. Well, I mean, think of the guys who came out of, I mean, who worked ECW shows. I mean, you go back through through guys like Shane Douglas, Shane Douglas, even Jericho, Mick Foley worked those shows. Tajiri Mm -hmm. worked those shows. I mean, you had guys like Just Incredible. You had guys like, I mean, it was it was packed. Like you really don't realize how many how many dudes like. You could have gone and seen the Dudley Boys and these guys <laughs> yeah. like with twelve people and shit, you know. But those fans were rabid, and so some people believe that he owned ECW and that he was kind of using these other brands to do things that he couldn't get away with in WWE. Yeah. The, there's the other theory uh, that um, for those of you that don't know wrestling lore in the in the '90s, there was this great pivotal moment. It was like what was it '97, babe? 97, 98? Uh, yeah, the, late, late 90s. Are you talking about the, uh, the, du- WCW? the WCW yes, invasion? Yes, Kevin Nash and uh, Scott, Scott Hall. Hall. Exactly. The, the, the two of the, the biggest. New world guys. order. The, the, the exactly. New, new, See? New world order. Yes. Um, <laughs> these two guys who had who had been like the biggest dudes. I mean, and, and the thing is, is they were so. There's this, there's this almost like a wrestling Illuminati called the Click. Which was supposedly uh, Hunter, was Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Shawn, Shawn Michaels, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, uh, Sean Waltman, who X Pac, mm-hmm. um, and, and China. Uh, it, well, and, well <laughs> yeah, later. They brought her in. But the fact was, is that was the click, and these dudes were the guys who could kind of decide whether or not you were going to have a career. If, if Triple H or Shawn Michaels didn't like you, they had Vince's ear, they could bury you or whatever. Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, out of nowhere, on good terms, with friends with Sean, friends with Triple H. There was even the curtain call, the the great controversial curtain call, where they all they went all, out and broke yes, kayfabe and, and hugged, hugged each other. Yeah. And somebody got it on tape, and Triple H got punished for that, and Sean got punished for that, and Scott and Kevin left. And some people believe that instead of them just going over and showing up and getting better money because WCW had Ted Turner behind them and and had an unlimited checkbook, some people believe that Vince McMahon actually sent those two over mm-hmm. and said, go over there and get the fucking contracts and drive up the money. This and then is a really interesting the whole, the, And then everybody in the back at WCW would go, well, if Scott Hall and Kevin Nash can only work 50 dates this year and make uh, half a million dollars for this, you know, an appearance. Well, I want that. And so then everybody starts driving the price up, driving the price up, driving the, the price up. It was the guaranteed contract yeah. to the start yes. of that. Which was unheard of. And needed. Because these guys get their ass whooped. They they have debilitating injuries within 20 years of their career. They often die young. And so to be guaranteed you're getting paid medical for an ACL injury or you tear your bicep, that that's something that was completely unheard of. Yeah. And Vince wouldn't do it. And Vince wouldn't do it. And so there were these, there were people jumping over and they were very excited to jump over. And all of a sudden it started this giant ratings war called the Monday Night Wars. And for those of you that are uh, fans of wrestling, you know all about this. It was when uh, 
WCW Nitro and Monday Night Raw were yeah. on the same night and they would go head to head oh. and you kind of had to choose. And they would, there was times where like WCW would literally go, Hey, if you switch over to WWE <laughs> here, I'll tell you what's happening right now. Yeah, and they, would, they, they would ruin each other. They did other. that for McFoley the night that he won the, the belt. I mean, they totally right. blew that yeah. for him. That's right. They said, oh, if you want to see McFoley win, yes. and, oh, and everybody man. switched over and yep. they couldn't, yeah. And, but so you start going back and you start going, All right, well, you know, there was a lot of dudes from WWE, too, who, after Nash and Hall went over, they all started jumping ship. Uh, Bret Hart went over there. I mean, controversially, we all know yeah. the Montreal screw job. Goldberg. Uh, Gold, well, Goldberg started in WCW and then ended up coming back up. to WWE. But you had, like, you had all of this, like, ego and 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 crazy, uh, out-of-control spending and and... And I feel like there was also a sense of like, you know, we came from WWE and we're here to give your promotion the boost that it needs. So right. you owe us. And like, and I feel like that, you know, like you said, they yeah. started, everybody's contract started. Uh, what was it like? Like, like Bret Hart, it, it, before he was going to leave, um, went to Vince and said, look, I'll, if you can match this, I'll stay. And it was like something like $12 million for three years or some, some unheard of amount of money that he couldn't match. And, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, they were, they were offering this. And so some people believe that all of this was because Vince was like, look, go over there and, and fucking ruin these guys. Run them into the ground. Run them into the ground. And Ask, what did you he know, do? for so much money that you essentially take all of it just through contracts. There's rumor that Vince Russo was a paid WWE also, employee. That Vince Russo, yeah. And when you watch the Vince Russo years of WCW, and for, for those people, I'm sorry, we're probably talking and throwing around a lot of names, but Vince Russo was... Uh, kind of the head writer who came in after Eric Bischoff. And it got really bizarre. Like that whole part of WCW, when it was like him and Jeff Jarrett and like Scott Steiner was the only one left. And there was a lot of, uh, you know, Sean Stasiak and these people. Glacier. Who, Glacier and <laughs> shit like yeah, <laughs> Fucking Glacier. There was, but, but you started, uh, yeah, you started seeing like a real interesting different trend. It was almost like they were trying to tank WCW at that point. And then, what happens? All of a sudden, Vince comes in and says, hey, I'll buy it. Two million dollars, he bought it. This was a fucking Ted Turner's hundred million dollar property bigger than shit. And his whole goal for starting it was to get rid of Vince McMahon yep. out of media. We're going to run yeah. Vince McMahon out of here. Yes. And then what happens? Vince Vince sits around and it, Just it was funny. Just like we talked about last week. Um, kind of like the Rothschilds yep. did in, in, the, in the war of, uh, what was 1812. When they said, you know what, we'll just we'll just sit back and let you bankrupt yourself, and then once you're done, we'll pick up the pieces. Yeah, and that's exactly yeah. what Vince did. It's exactly what Vince did. I don't know. It's it's a it's an interesting it's an interesting theory. We don't know if it'll ever be true. We don't know if it's true. I don't oh, mean like so it, much is going to come out when that old fucker like, dies. I think that you know that's an interesting thing. I think there's a lot of people that are afraid that if they ever say it. Well, I think there's many people that are afraid of Stephanie. As they are Vince. Mm. Yeah, I mean that the bloodline's not done, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, and let's be fair. I'm not what Vince McMahon did if he did do this. And again, smart. everything that we're saying, we're just we're just presenting you with things that are rolling around on the internet. We're not necessarily yeah, stating is... an opinion. But if he did do this, I mean, you can't hate on him. It's a smart business move. It was just a great businessman making a great business move. And I mean, that's you can't really hate on somebody who does that. It, no, I mean he. And and it was a risk because if if it didn't work, he was going to go out of business, and he would have lost a lot of his uh, top top guys to a huge money contracts. Right. And like like he said, they would really have no reason to come back. And and you kind of have to you kind of have to respect the balls to do that. Um, and and even if he did that, yeah, it's not like it's not like it, it makes uh, him a criminal or it makes him a bad person. Like in you said, that instant. No. I mean, that yeah. instant. <laughs> now, there are there are plenty of other interesting uh, theories out there about Vince McMahon. There's a, there's some that say that Vince was aware of the of Snuka being guilty of murdering his uh, mm -hmm. his girlfriend yeah. uh, Nancy Argentino. For those of you that don't know that Jimmy Superfly Snuka, great. Uh, talent from the '80s. People remember him. He was he was. Uh, I, I actually refed a Jimmy Superfly snook a match between <laughs> yeah. him and Doink the Clown. Yeah, you know all the wrestling stories are a story. I'll tell you that. Yeah, but, they I mean, are. Um, but but in in the '80s, 
I can't remember exactly what year, um, but there was uh, an incident where G- Jimmy Superfly Snooker's story side of the story was that he came back to uh, the hotel room that him and his girlfriend. But were now he owned. Did he own this hotel? Didn't he? Wasn't it like his family's or something like that? Am I? I, I remember hearing. Something like yeah, it like, was, if I'm not mistaken, it was like his or his family's. I hope I'm not misspeaking, but something like that. Yeah, I think it was their hotel and, somehow. And he gets back it wasn't to a the random hotel. Yeah. yeah, and she's. He says she's on the ground, unconscious. Unconscious, correct? but like she was beat up. She had head trauma. There was yes. contusions, and and he said that he found. Okay, so years and years and years go by. Now we know that in this last year, 18 like months March, or whatever it's I think been, of, of this year, of this year of they said that they were going to charge him with murder. Finally, that they they had enough, they were done, they had enough evidence they were going to charge Superfly Snooker with murder and that he was being charged with the murder of Nancy Argentino 30 plus years later whatever it was. And there are people out there that say that like Vince may have known and like covered it up, but I I mean I don't I I mean I guess if if Snooker was like, "Yo, Vince, I I killed my wife," um, and Vince went, "Well, shh, I won't yeah. tell." I mean, maybe, but I mean, I don't know how. Look, I'm not like ever going to excuse yeah. someone for killing their wife if they did, but or girlfriend at the time, you know. But you know, maybe it was it could have been accidental, and he could have freaked out and been like, "We got in a fight," you know. I pushed her this and this and this. I mean, he must have pushed her a lot because she, like you said, she was pretty like Rihanna up. She was pushed. beat up. Like, like, I'm gonna push her a lot, like a lot. <laughs> but I mean, I yeah, well, he, you never he, know. He like he could have called. I mean, and to be honest, I feel like a lot of times Vince is like everybody's daddy in a sense. Like he's this big powerful guy. Like yeah. I feel like people call him yeah, first, maybe. you know, and go, hey. I mean, before they're gonna call anybody else, they're gonna go, what do I do in this? You know, I think people look to him for what to do and answers to their problems a lot of the times. And that's probably a big burden to have on your shoulders being Vince McMahon when people come yeah. to you with those kind of that's things. That's a very good point. You know, so, I mean, he could have come to him with the murder of his girlfriend and been like, what do I do? And Vince is like, okay, now I'm com- I, I'm complicit because uh, you told me. Right. And, and I have to cover my own ass and my own company. So we got to figure this shit out. So, I mean, as it, it could also be as much for the, you know, the publicity of his own company as as anything. But who knows? Hawk from the Legion of Doom speculated on shoot interviews he's done where Vince McMahon had a lot of gay relationships with the wrestlers. We've, uh, heard, we've heard that. Someone said that about like Shawn Michaels. Michaels. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Shawn Michaels and, uh, I mean, here's, here's, <laughs> people always okay, tell me here, things like Randy the, Orton and stuff like that, but I, I always feel like they're just telling me that because I love had, Randy Orton. We've had this conversation before <laughs> where we've there's been the rumors or the stories, and I... I mean, hey, it comes out everywhere that, like, if you want to get somewhere in this business, you got to do some things you don't like. The casting couch, you know, we we hear that. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing. There's so many fucking disgruntled employees <laughs> yeah. like in today's world where, I mean, I just can't imagine that some dude who's working the fucking indies, making 300 bucks a night, who's fucking just so pissed off at that company for shitting on him. Or, or it's somebody like as outspoken as a dude like CM Punk or somebody like that who who left the company in the way they did wouldn't go, yeah, they made us all blow each other for their <laughs> yeah. fucking jobs. Yeah. There's not one girl who's come out of that. I mean, because let's face it, those divas in that in that division, they were like, we'll, well use you Sonny for a couple. Sonny said that she used to fuck a lot of guys. But Sonny well, also Sonny's probably. Sonny's also struggling in I life now. I don't know now. that anybody <laughs> told Sonny that she had to. <laughs> I don't know that she was forced. Yeah, like, I think she was like, Oh no, no, I wasn't for. I just fucked a lot of guys. I was consensual. I don't know. But, but the point being, sorry, Sonny. You know what? But, but I'm just saying is that no woman's ever come out and been like, because all it would take is one. All it would take is for one woman to come out and go, yeah, I don't work there anymore. I don't give a fuck. I'm on to my next thing. I don't need to be a wrestler anymore. And yeah, Vince McMahon made me suck his dick for a job. I hey hey WWE, you give me fifty million dollars because you did that to me. Like. Nobody who has a billion dollars is gonna be like. There's so you can't keep those secrets because somebody's gonna gonna come and go. Look, you did that to me. I'm gonna take some of your money because now I you pissed on me and shit me out back out into this. But it's industry. a little bit of a different scenario because the press or media doesn't scrutinize and keep interest of WWE like it does baseball. For instance, if baseball had the 40 and under death club that WWE did guaranteed they'd be in front of a congressional hearing. Yeah. If they, oh, a, that's fair. NFL but, had that. And so there's all these things that Vince McMahon can get away with privately because 
it's fake. Yeah, but it's I mean, one person. But but having to blow having to blow a, an old man for your job isn't fake. I mean, fake. I don't know. I actually That's, I I have been to the WWE. How many dudes did you have to? Um, it was only five, <laughs> and that right. was just my first time. I mean, it got less and less because you know you kind of Each prove time yourself. you yeah. blow less people. No, <laughs> yeah, no. But to be honest, I have been there a couple of times, um, and I'm not saying that in a braggadocious way. I just. I mean, I, I can say that I've been backstage. I've seen what it's like back there. And to be honest, your chances of, I mean, yes, you'll kind of pass them, but getting any one-on-one time with especially blowjob time, I mean, it, it just, seems... it didn't come my way. So, I don't... Well, you know what, babe? That's why you're here. I was going to say, I, maybe I didn't make it far maybe enough blow to the blowjob closet. Blow your, yeah. way, <laughs> blow your way higher next time. <laughs> I just can't, but I just can't. I mean, like, look, I... I understand that, but see now, even so, I was gonna say like I can understand in an industry where nobody wanted to like be seen as gay, but now there's openly gay wrestlers and there's openly gay people in the backgrounds. Now I did hear that there were stories. Um, Pat Patterson, who is uh, openly gay, um, for a long time. For a long time. Well, he wasn't openly gay for a long On time. On TV. Yeah, he's been he's been around. He's been in the company. No, but behind the scenes, he's always been open. Yeah, people knew it. Yeah. He didn't. He but he hadn't like come out and went. I Pat Patterson am gay to the world. You know, he it was known or whatever. But there are stories that like there were people whose careers were, uh, I don't know, pushed to the moon because or 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 pushed the other way because they refused an advance from somebody, and maybe it was more like an embarrassing thing where like he would. You know, he'd, he'd maybe go, hey, you interested? And they'd go, no way, you know, and then they'd make a thing of it because I can see, like, how wrestlers could be that way. But, I mean, again, I, I don't I don't see how you could cover up, like, a, a gay scandal because that's what it would be. It would be either be that all these guys are, are, are gay and they're covering it up and why just allow the world to be who you are or there's a bunch of, like, straight dudes who are being forced to, like, <laughs> suck Vince McMahon's dick. Suck like it's it. just so. I can't even Kiss say my it. Ass. I can't even say it because it's just like I can't. I just can't fathom anybody doing that, and then and then just not not ever. It's ne- nobody ever brought that up. Like oh, you know, f- nobody got out of there and went. Yo, the only reason John Cena is so far as he is because he fucked sucks this man's dick every night for you know. And somebody would say that. Some somebody's pissed off. That's Twitter like a lot of dick that. sucking, you know. It's like Vince McMahon's of... dick is gonna look like a raisin. I mean, there's like that's a lot of people for a top spot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you gotta think about how many people are on the roster. So if all those people yeah, are dude, doing that, the first person that gets there every night, <laughs> yeah, is like, like that's so. That's, night or night. Yeah, somebody. <laughs> it just. I didn't really plan on saying S my D so many times in this podcast. So. Yeah, so what right, a I'll pe- clip it for later. Don't worry. Yeah. Sucks has got to clean this shit up. It's going to be like, his ringtone is just going to be Danny going, suck my dick, suck my dick, suck my dick, suck my dick, just on loop. But no, I, I mean, those type of things, like, there's there's that rumor everywhere that, you know, the, the young actress had to do the thing for the thing, but I don't know. I would assume, because that, that's a business that gets done with people pretty quick, and, and in a shitty, shitty way. I mean, we know that China... Was was shit on. A lot of people think that like like Triple H, who is now married to Stephanie McMahon, was with China for years, and and uh, people believe that he'd actually cheated on her with Stephanie McMahon, and that's kind of how China got pushed out. They started snubbing her and started pushing her out because uh, Stephanie didn't want her around because I mean it was Triple H and yeah. man now. So yeah. I mean, there's rumors that people have been pushed out. I mean, and, and some people have said that Triple H started dating Stephanie, you know, as a as a power move and Yeah, to gain control. And and who and I'm not to say their relationship isn't uh, true and, and valid today. No, no. But, uh, but, but I, I but that people are saying that. So I mean if you if Triple H was wanting that, he sure wouldn't want anything that was you know, anyone right. or anything staying around that would get in the way of that either. And let's face it, if any of these things are true or or these things happened 20 25 years ago these people have grown up they're different people now the you know egos change business change yeah they've cut their hair they've changed. got kids right they got people <laughs> have been murdered people have been murdered now there are some interesting stories about about Stephanie Mann. I mean tri- Triple H I mean there's clearly the 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 idea that he may have have started that relationship as a power move but there's the other rumor that's a persistent rumor that I've heard 
denied. I've heard people say, oh, it's absolutely 100%. But the idea that um, the reason that Macho Man Randy Savage was never brought back into WWE. And murdered. And possibly, well. Allegedly. He had a he had a heart attack while driving his car. I don't I don't, unless somebody shot him with the heart attack. Right? I don't know if if Vince has got CIA ties or anything. Uh, but most of these guys did so many steroids for years that they just have heart issues. I mean that that makes sense to me. But that some people say that that Macho Man Randy Savage actually had mm-hmm. a sexual relationship with Stephanie McMahon when she was underage. Now not not like okay. It was it, the rumor was that she was seventeen. Well, like she was twelve. It wasn't right. crazy. She was. But it was still inappropriate for a grown man of Randy Savage's age to have any kind of sexual relationship with a 17-year-old girl. Even if she was 18, Randy's still ooh. But, like, that, there's the rumor that that happened, and that's why, like, of all the guys that went over to WCW, Hogan, Savage, Flair, all those dudes, fucking all of them came back. All of them came back. Except Randy Savage. He never came back. It took years and years and years. He was posthumously uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame. But then he couldn't say anything. He couldn't do anything. And a lot of people believe, and again, these are just internet rumors, but maybe there's something to it, that he uh, had had a relationship with Stephanie and and Vince wasn't having it. There's a lot of wrestlers on shoot interviews that have confirmed from their side without ever really knowing that it happened to. So, I mean, and you kind of go like, well, why wasn't Savage back? Like, Savage was huge. Like, in the fucking... When I watched wrestling back in the day, that's who it was. It was Hogan and Savage. They like, could have made money on him. They could have. Yeah. And so it's really interesting that they didn't. Uh, but, I remember finding... And I was trying to find it right now while we were talking about I actually remember finding, like, a story about this and someone explaining what had happened. And, like, I guess it was, like... <sighs> I, gosh, I really wish I could find the quote so that I could get it right. But it was something about them passing each other in the hallway and somebody making a comment to Randy and and Randy kind of saying something like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, saying something like, well, if, you know, I, I'd, I'd show her a, a better time. I don't, I don't know. I'm really getting that wrong. But it was more like he said something. And from that, he made like a derogatory comment about Stephanie, more like he was trying to you know, hurt someone's feelings mm. or or say something. And I don't know if someone said that that's where the rumor sprouted was from kind of him making that derogatory comment. But I remember finding a story about this, this specifically and someone else giving more to it other than just saying, we heard this happen. Mm. Like there was more to about like where, it, you know, where it happened and I'll look more for it, but see if you can find it for yourselves yeah. too. I mean, it was about him in a hallway and shouting something derogatory. Hmm. Um. Man, I, I mean, there's, I mean, I guess if you have a company that exists for 30, 40 years or whatever with all of these different personalities, all of these constant uh, egos and people coming and going and, and uh, you know, single people being on the road together, like there's probably so many secrets and stories that we'll never know. Um, sometimes uh, an incident will happen and people will just start speculating. One of the... Um, speculations uh, that people will toss around. And I I don't necessarily think this is fair was that uh, Owen's heart, Owen Hart's death wasn't an accident. Yeah. That that the WWE was actually negligent and put him in a harness that was not properly uh, regulated for a man, his size, his weight. I mean, they did say it only took what, nine pounds of pressure for that to to release and drop him. And, and, um, you know, the, there was, there was ideas that Vince had changed the story that Vince, you know, uh, saying well, there's that, that video of him in court where they, they actually have him. It's still like, yeah, they're asking him, he's being questioned, mm-hmm. you know, kind of in a, like by reporters or something like that, where, you know, he's in front of a lot of people kind of giving an official explanation to what happened. And yes, there are times, you know, when he says it was rehearsed. And, you know, and then there was other times where he says it was rehearsed several times. And the reporter said, so how many times was it rehearsed? And then in the documentary, it says he own heart only rehearsed only it rehearsed once. It once. So I, again, and then you have a man who just because this isn't horrible accident, again, you have to protect your company and the longevity of it. And is this going to be the end for the WWE? If there's this kind of a death, like we have to try to, uh, piece these, um, parts of the story together to make a little more sense. So, I mean, he could have been, kind of fabricating that part about how many times it was rehearsed yeah. just to make everybody feel like it was a little bit safer and that that's what the company regularly does, even though maybe on that night it was only rehearsed once. 
for those of you that uh, don't know about the death of Owen Hart, Owen Hart, uh, brother of Bret Hart, part of the mm-hmm. Hart dynasty, uh, was doing a gimmick called the Blue Blazer. Yeah. And this was like the uh, the late 90s, 97, 98. Yeah, it was at the Over the Edge pay-per-view. Yeah, and he was aptly named. Yeah. And he was... Um, he he was going to do this thing where he was going to descend from the top of the the, the rafters. I mean, yeah, so clear you, the hell up there. You know, ninety go, feet up. Time, right? Next time you're at your average basketball arena, look up to the catwalks that are way up above, and that's where he would have been. It was been. ninety feet, right? Yeah, I, yeah. So and ninety feet. The idea was he was going to descend down into the ring. That was his entrance. And different people have done this. Shawn Michaels did. Sting a, used to do it. All Sting the time. used to do it. Mm-hmm. This isn't something that's not been done. Uh. But People still pushed, do this. He pushed I mean, out, and instead of hitting the thing that would lower him to the ring, he hit the thing that would release him, and he fell, and from all accounts, landed chest first on the corner turnbuckle. And it was the filmed. ring post, correct? Yeah, it was filmed. There was tape of it. Yeah, there was. They don't. They yeah. They they've never released it or shown it. They've there's been there's pictures of Owen in the ring. I mean, it's not like a bloody death or anything. I believe that probably what happened is it crushed him and caused internal bleeding and stopped his, his heart. And yeah, he was. Did it break his neck? Is that what it did? Yeah. Break, break his no. neck. Well, he was. I mean, he was. I dead. mean, I thought. Yeah, it, it he could collapse dead. your lungs. Yeah, Instantly, a lot of things. He was, dead, he was dead. He was dead in the oh, ring, and people saw it, and it was horrible. And I and to be honest, I don't. I think that when something like this happens, people can't just let something be an accident. They can't just let something be. Um, they they want a reason. They want well. No, there was there's a reason he fell. Yeah. He, he couldn't have just fallen. But I mean, I don't know. I think th- I think blaming the WWE for something like that. Well, I think some is, of the backlash was is none of the talent wanted to continue on with the pay per view. Yeah, there was and, yes, and Vince yes. would stop it. Yeah, yes. there was there was the controversy. Bret Hart spoken about that about how. They, he said, there's the quote of him saying, they willed my dead brother past people as they were pushing people out to go, 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 go. Now, I yeah. can see both sides of things. I understand that if something like that happens, if somebody, I mean, there was the thing that happened two, three months ago with uh, Enzo Amore, where um, a young a young wrestler, Enzo mm-hmm. Amore, t- was, just went to get whipped into the rope and he was going to slide under the bottom rope. That was it. It wasn't a big spot. And he caught his like armpit on the on the rope and it whipped his head back down into the mat and then back into the rope and knocked him out instantly. And I mean he was on the ground like snoring like like <sighs> but I mean it was really horrific looking and you go I fucking hope he's not hurt and they took him back and within but before the pay-per-view was over he was out of the hospital and he had a concussion he was off TV for a couple weeks. But I, I mean I understand that I understand that like Owen Hart it was a, it was much worse. It was a much worse accident. But at the same time, like to just go, listen, eighteen thousand people. I understand what just happened, but we have to stop and go. I mean, these guys. That's the problem with WWE. Well, not a problem. I mean, they, they don't take days off. There's no off season. They were the first. They were the first live televised event after nine eleven that needed to go on. They needed to be the largest mass assembly right after nine eleven because they had a show scheduled. And then they had a show the next week. I mean, they've got five or six shows a yeah, week. They, just, they, they can't, don't cancel they're a shows. Fucking machine. Yeah. I mean, there was that whole controversy where, like, um, one of their pay per views or WrestleMania or what was it? Like a few years ago, SummerSlam or something was supposed to be in like Denver, but like they had booked it, and then they didn't realize that the Nuggets were going to make the playoffs. Mm, yeah. And so. Then they were like, "What well, you? We fucking had this going. You guys now you tell us our venue's not ready." So they went to Los Angeles instead, and like everybody came out in like Lakers jerseys, like "fuck Denver" or whatever city it was, and and they just they can't stop. So I yeah. mean, yes, if if it was my brother, if it was if it was if I was your if you were on the show and something happened to you, I'd be like, "How dare you!" She was hurt, but at the same time, as the performer, you'd go, "Hey guys, just keep going." You know, I'm yeah. And I mean, they did I, say, hard. like, I know in that documentary it's or whatever hard. we watched, uh, Brett said he did not think that Owen Hart would want the show to go on. In that case, he said, "I don't think that my brother would want that to have happened." Um, but again, it's always going to be a matter of opinion and a matter of taste and what you think. And if it's best to kind of pe- immediately take people's minds off of a horrific thing that they just watched and hurry and get them thinking about something else, it's a happier note. Or if we sit and dwell in this moment, you know, right. I mean, that's a heavy thing that just, it's still heavy. I still right. don't like to talk about that. Um, so it's, it's, it's really tough to figure out how to play it. But I mean, there was also that um, 
video of Vince Russo and uh, uh, who was in the ring with him. And he was asking, I don't think it was Brett, was it? No, he, it was. Uh, and he was saying, did you? Oh, it was it was Rowdy Roddy Piper. Yeah. It was Rowdy Roddy Piper. And he's in the ring. And this this is where the Vince Russo thing comes from, meaning that they there's a possibility of people saying that it was a money thing. That's why Owen Hart's death happened. Um, Vince Russo's in the ring. And Rowdy Roddy Piper is, he's fired up, but he seems pretty genuine. Mm-hmm. He's like, did you kill my brother Owen? Yeah, you know, of, yeah. and then and then Russo comes out and gets in the ring with him, and he's like, got him right in the corner of the Did ring. You plan Owen's and he, death, yeah, yeah. And, and he's right in his face, and and they say that you know people are kind of looking at the body language of Vince Russo when he's doing this, and he's kind of in there, and he's kind of got that guilty look on his face, and then people say like, watch him take that big like gulp, gulp you know, like kind yeah. of like facing the music, um, in a sense, and. But Rowdy Roddy Piper was out there. And I mean, that's, I don't really feel like, and I mean, WWE sometimes will take storylines yeah. too far and, and use uh, personal. That was actually from TNA. Well, I, yeah. I was going to say, I was going to say personal things yeah. too far and use them for storylines. But in this sense, when it came to TNA, I kind of think that it would be in horrible taste to actually talk about whether or not Owen Hart's death was scripted. So I don't feel like it was a storyline that Rowdy Roddy Piper was playing. I feel like he was genuinely. You know, on, in, on a, in a public yeah. st- in setting on on his yeah, stage, so to speak, yes, yeah, a global no stage. Now, yeah. yeah, did you calling him out? You know, right. so and 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 I, I again, I think people grasp at straws. They go, I want, I want reason. I want somebody to tell me why. I mean, that's what we say. Why did this happen? I want somebody to tell me why this happened. You know, uh, the Ultimate Warrior's death. Some people say, oh, the Ultimate Warrior was murdered and. I yeah, don't, I people don't say that, that Vince McMahon murdered uh, the Ultimate Warrior, and for me, I mean, <laughs> people have said there's a reason that he called him back to the company because he got <laughs> a hold of his branding, and that makes sense. I'm like, yeah, but then you don't need to kill him after. So I just can't see the, a motive. Like, I just want someone to tell me they why. Known that that Ultimate Warrior wasn't healthy. Yes. Um, for those of you that don't know this story, well, there's Ultimate, rumor that he's not the original Ultimate Warrior. Right. Too. Well, now. This this theory, the idea that there were two warriors and that one of the warriors was killed, I I think that's silly. What I do think, well, I don't think it's even a, a conspiracy. I I think there were two warriors. I do too. I think just like there were two diesels and, and just like there were two undertakers yes. and just like yes. there, there was a thing that Vince did in the in the nineties when somebody would leave, he'd go, I own the gimmick. It's what happened with Nash and Hall when Kevin Nash left, he was Big Daddy Cool Diesel. When Call left, he was Razor Ramon. And they went over and they became just Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. But in WWE, he brought in a fake Razor Ramon and a fake Diesel. Mm-hmm. He brought in, he's brought in a fake Kane, fake Undertaker. He's had, um, and I think that when Warrior left for those two years, he just brought in a couple big muscular dudes and put the face paint on them. And, but they realized that that's not who Ultimate Warrior, it was yeah. more than that. And, and I think that, uh, so I think there were multiple Warriors. I don't think one died. I think Jim Hellwig was the original yes, because I do too. I mean, he looks Jim, the Jim Hell. I mean, his voice sounds the same as the original. But when you watch the his stuff, his eyes with Sting look the and, same. And when they were a tag team back in the yeah, day, he those, looks like that man. He looks like that's who he is. Yeah. Jim Hellwig is Jim Hellwig. But what happened was he came back, uh, was part of of WrestleMania thirty, mm-hmm. and right, mm-hmm. and he was inducted into the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Gave his Hall of Fame speech. Came out on uh, Raw on Monday night, gave this big speech about one day, uh, you know, every you know, man's every heart beats, beats its final life. beat, he takes, uh, yeah. takes his final breath, and he gave this big long speech and then died the next day. He was at his, he was walking out of his mm-hmm. hotel on the way to his car. Had a heart attack in the street had right a heart there attack with his and, wife. And fell dead. Yep. D- died right there on the spot. Now, if you go back and you watch The Ultimate Warrior... Uh, at WrestleMania, he's 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 out of breath. He's sweating. Yeah, like he you could almost say like look. tight. He's like yeah. red and tight. Like his neck. Like he looks like, like he's who stretching out all his shirts pressure. and like like yeah, like he's sweating. He's really red. Red in his Hall of Fame speech. Breathe. He's sweating. Um, he looks at his little girls and you know he says you know the greatest thing I ever did was be your dad and and there's just a lot of things that are in the last moments of his life that are very eerie to. You know, the things he's saying and then what happens. Yeah. It's like he knew too. Like it was his it, last. Yeah, and, and I mean, I, I think that less less maybe that it was a conspiracy like they knew, he, you know, they had a murder. I think maybe if anything happened, maybe Warrior wasn't healthy. Maybe he knew or he could feel mm-hmm. or something because it, it does seem interesting. And there was a lot of like, you know. 
the people that went up to him, we were watching some of the yeah. stuff. It's like when Hogan walked up to him, it was like, there's like this backstage video of like Hogan and warrior and you know, the camera miraculously catches this, but it seems very much like a backstage segment. If you've ever watched wrestling, it seems not rehearsed, but I mean, the camera we is right there. Camera. Yes. And it's like this reunion where Hogan and warrior are talking and you feel like it's, but they're, their they're last goodbyes. Yeah, yeah. It's like Hogan looks at him hey, and he man. just says, I just want you to know. Like I almost like, you. I just want you yeah. to know before you die. Yeah, so it's I the wonder... last thing you need to know that I love you and I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, And we speculated that maybe maybe a few people knew. Maybe there were a few yeah. people that were like, like, they didn't make it public, but it, but they told Hogan, look, if you need to say something to Warrior, mm -hmm. maybe, maybe go say something to Warrior. Yeah. Just I don't know. It Either way, I'm it, bummed about sad, it. And it was, it, you couldn't have... I, I don't know. There wasn't any way, like, if you had written this movie, and that's how the you wrote that story, yes. and the Ultimate Warrior was going to come back, and you go, oh, and he died the next day? Okay. Yeah, it was okay. just... Okay. Yeah. Or, the, or that, or he had a bad heart, and that three or four days or five days, I mean, God, I'm guessing he had, probably had to do, like, a week, and probably had to do press, and probably had to do meet and greets, and probably yeah. had to do this, and I he probably didn't sleep, and he, probably, he was probably, you know, he had to rehearse his speech a hundred times, and mm -hmm. he probably... I, he probably didn't, you know, get any rest. Maybe that pushed him over the edge. Maybe that was too much. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. There and there, I am too. Going well, but everybody said he was a pretty healthy guy. But you know, um, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say. And he, these tragedies, but we don't know. These tragedies yeah. happen. Um, and and we look for meaning. Probably the most controversial tragedy that's happened in wrestling, and not only the the incident itself, but the backlash and and what happened from it, is probably the. Uh, the Chris Benoit incident. Yeah. Um, a lot of wrestlers have, have passed and that's, that's a big, that, that's a big thing in wrestling is that a lot of these guys get hooked on pills or get hooked on the lifestyle. They drink, they, they, they get done. Um, you know, the, the resurrection of Jake, the snake Roberts, great documentary, but he oh, talks yeah. about it. Um, same with beyond the mat. And he talks about mm -hmm. that and he sits there and he goes, you know, I get done and there's 40,000 people screaming my name. And then 10 minutes later, I'm back here and I got to fucking keep that going or I got to kill it. You know, and you're like, fucking either you got to keep the party going and do coke and f fuck some random fan or you got to just sit there and go, well, here I am. Uh, now what? They loved me a minute ago and now I'm alone in a hotel room and I don't know my kids. And, and it's And not sad. to mention, like, you are in so much pain when you're doing this. You're tired and your body is sore all the time. So I can understand the painkiller scenario. I can understand why they get hooked on that stuff because they're medicating their injuries constantly that, that, that they never recover from. Yeah. They hardly ever get better, you know, because they don't have any time off. Yeah. And and I mean it's taken the lives of a lot of great uh wrestlers, young wrestlers, Eddie Guerrero, um yeah. namely, you know, Test. Uh God, I mean how many how many we we literally could, you could have go a list. through you could go through a list of, yeah. of young wrestlers who have died of different things. Brian Pillman, uh, you know, people who've died. Sherry, sensational, sensational Sherry, Sh Miss Elizabeth. Miss Elizabeth. Um, uh fucking um you know, uh, oh, even, uh, what, Luna Vachon is not around even, anymore. Even guys like even guys like uh, um, Chris Candido, who who broke his leg and then got a blood clot and died, or you know, the, there's so many things out there that have happened. Um, Chris Benoit, 323, is oh the my gosh. is the list is the list they're up to right now. Jesus what? Christ! But of of all across the board, like what are some of the? Do they have names? Are there any names you recognize on there? Axel Rotten. I mean, there's just a ton. Uh, Calistio. There's just. I'm not. I mean, it just scrolls and scrolls and scrolls of names that have died in the last 15 years. Well, and now there's this big thing, you know, and and it's going on in a lot of sports. The uh, the idea of concussions and the idea that, mm -hmm. the, that the brain injuries were never properly looked at, and you know, and that was one of the things that came in with with the Benoit thing is that there were there's that people have pointed so many fingers at different things. Head trauma that he had he had had issues with because of head trauma or steroids, or you know, um, you know, there's a big there was the big steroid scandal in the '80s when all the wrestlers. Uh, testified against Vince, you know, I mean, there's, there's always been controversy, but what happened was, um, in 2007, Five? 2005, 2007, you know, I, you know, just, I don't know the exact year and I apologize for not knowing, but, but, um, Chris Benoit was found in his house after missing a pay-per-view, uh, him and his family. Um, and it appeared and to this day, uh, the, the story is that Chris Benoit killed his family and then killed himself. 
People say that he did it because he was roid rage, that he was on drugs, he was on this and on that. But there's a lot of inconsistencies with the case. There's things that 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 to this day still make people believe that maybe Chris Benoit didn't do it or that maybe things didn't happen the way they said they There's did. There's some interesting pieces of evidence when it um, comes to this story. And it says it was, if I'm not mistaken, 2007. Uh, it says June 24th, but if it w- was it not the 15th and then his I, that's, body was found? Yeah. I always thought it was June 15th. Yeah, They well, say that he killed his special needs son and wife a couple days before. Yeah, they said that, yes. And he hung out yes. in his basement and then hung himself on his yeah, white set. And it's interesting because, I mean, they said that he... They, they said they found steroids in the house, but yet there was none in his system. Mm-hmm. And there was no needles that would have shown that he was in, that he was injected. Yeah, there was no way for him to actually inject them into his body. There were no needles right. in the house. Right. There, there, there was beers and and, and Like alcohol a, up to bottles. 11 beer cans by his body, but no alcohol no in alcohol his system. No alcohol in his system. Um, and that's not a lot of alcohol. Like 11 beers. Well, is- let me tell you something, Sasha. I put six beers down one time and it was the last time I ever yeah, put six beers. Yeah, but I got buddies that put down 12 <laughs> beers a night. So. All right, that's, I know, I'm a lightweight. I shouldn't compare yeah. myself to, to champions. That's not much beer at all. <laughs> um, now, they did, the, say, like they did said, say that he had hydrocodone and Xanax in his system. Yes. And that it would have made him groggy. And there's all these stories. That's the thing is that they say that like, Chavo, he, yeah, Chavo he Guerrero killed, spoke he killed to his him. Wife on, he killed his wife on Friday. And that he hung himself on Saturday mm-hmm. and that, but yet Sunday, he, there were Sunday, text messages that were being sent out. But yeah, but Sunday he was IMing with people yes. and telling them and like talking to them. Um, and, but Chavo Guerrero said that he actually spoke to him Friday night and he said that he was on his landline with him for about 45 minutes. But then uh, when he was on the phone, with Chris, Chris said, hang on, somebody's knocking on my door. I'm going to go see who it is. And then um, he said that all he heard was like a scuffle and then the next thing he knew, his landline went dead and he wasn't able to reach him on it for three hours. And then I guess he called him on his cell phone at that time. And then when he did talk to him on his cell phone, so later Friday night, he sounded weird like he wasn't himself, like he was groggy. They, so They also said WWE also stated that when he called in um, to say that his wife and son weren't feeling well, that yeah, they I had think like he had food, poisoning, food, right? food poisoning or something. That he also sounded weird and groggy. Yes. And he told and he told Chavo, I love you. And they said yeah, that it sounded forced. And he said, well, I don't know who he talked to when he spoke to WWE because we say that official like he called the the one WWE line. Yeah, but whoever yeah, he spoke to, he also told them he loved them too. And that's kind of weird. Yeah, they said, they said that it that's... sounded very out of character. Because if, if Chris Benoit told me he loved me, I'd be like, something's definitely wrong. You all right, you're, bro? You're an animal, yeah. Um, well, I think that no, I think he had a very good relationship with Eddie Guerrero and Chavo. No, but and, he and called, they were brother. But when and they he, always he said, said that I they love you loved. to whoever he called WWE. Yeah, like so he the said it to Chavo and WWE at WWE. You know, fucking Pam in. But in, like Chavo said, and Chavo, I'd love to talk to Chavo Guerrero about that night. Like, I would yeah. love to know what he talked to Eddie about on the phone and the scuffle. Like, there's so much more, and I don't now, know why we've never heard Chavo's side of the story. Say that Kevin Sullivan's the one involved. Kevin in Sullivan, who was um, so so. Chris Benoit's wife, Nancy, um, w- w- formerly wrestled under the name. She was like woman and she did all these other things and she was married to Kevin Sullivan. And so there are, there are stories that Kevin Sullivan and Nancy, I mean, that he used there's to rumors abuse that, her that, that, that he, well, that he was into like Satanism and that he was into like devil worship and well, she got said into that, that. Yeah, that Nancy like, was into Nancy that stuff got, too. Hogan mm-hmm. said it. Hogan yes. made a comment about it. Um, Basically was, that she believed her own publicity is what he said. Leading, so up, like, leading up to the event too, there were people, neighbors that said like both Nancy and Chris were taking different routes to work because they mm-hmm. felt like they were being followed. Yes. Um, there was, they were very paranoid at the time. Um, and I mean, I don't know how many people know this, but um, sensational Sherry, Sherry Martell, she died to, to, on the 15th On the as well. 15th. Also, and from she's drug. also connected to Kevin Sullivan. She, she also was, worked uh, he, with Kevin yes. Sullivan and everything. So she died that same week. Yes. Um, there were Bibles next to the bodies of Nancy and his son, but not by him. Um, the police changed the location of where Nancy's body was found. Uh, first, it was the family room. Then it was the bedroom. Then it was the office. Um, and like you were saying, Sasha, about him hanging himself on the weight machine. Police actually said that when they got there, he was not like was suspended. He ground. was on the ground, not hanging. Yeah, that his he was body slumped against a, it. Um, the, also, the medical examiner said that he had died on Saturday. So if that was the case, then who was sending these IMs during yes. the pay-per-view? Now, there's the other thing that a lot of people point to is that the death of Nancy was actually posted on Wikipedia early. Mm-hmm. Um, 14 hours. It was at 12.01. 
Right. Uh, Saturday night. The, the Wikipedia entry said that Chris Benoit missed the vengeance pay-per-view due to, quote, issues stemming from the death of his wife. Now, this was posted before they had found the bodies. It went up early. Now, p- it also, the, they look, chased, uh, they, they, they uh, traced it back to Stanford, Connecticut. Yes, was uh, Stanford, Connecticut. Which is where the, the WWE's WWE headquarters. headquarters is. So, They've they've actually traced this, and they said that they actually found the kid who posted this. There's there's actual police interrogation video of this kid being brought into a police station and being mm-hmm. interrogated. And the whole thing was he said that he got fucking lucky or unlucky that yes, he was a Wikipedia, just one of those Wikipedia editors that goes in and edits Wikipedia, and that when Chris Benoit missed it, he had heard rumors on the internet one of them was that nancy had there was a problem with nancy that she had died something happened and he just made that and he just said he'd missed it and just made it up yeah so i mean that's how that has been explained away but i mean well uh, they they did a moment of silence for him on raw now but the, but the thing the was thing. And exactly when and it's well after the, the, the event the night after, the night after, after oh, before they found out oh, that it come out that he had been the killer okay or, the, or that's the narrative that yeah, the story they took got pushed they had, got it and got then, it that's the thing is that they went so far to to erase chris benoit that they don't mention him they don't talk about him and, and understandable i mean cm punk had a good quote on on an interview that we saw where he said you know clearly with what he did to promote him to keep pushing him would be wrong but they went so far we have on the on the wwe network it it He's he's featured. Yes, but we have some some DVDs, DVDs yeah. that like where he's in it, and they cut out every reference to his name. Yeah, like when they the commentary's out, talking about they him, they cut out the it's just shots silent. of him. They cut out. They cut away. They cut to other pics. They they literally tried to edit him out. Meaning, of like you know, so if kids are watching or something like that, they can never go. Who was Chris, Who's Benoit? Chris Benoit? Right, it's crazy. And I mean, I see both sides of it. You go well, like they said, maybe you don't want your kids to ask who that was, but it, I don't know. It's hard, but then you go there. There was still a man who was a good man until the day he died, and he was, you know, it wasn't just that he was a great wrestler. He was. Yeah, there's, there's, there's so many of these, and to be honest, as far as WWE goes, as far as and, and oh, and before I forget though, um, th- there's a lot that say some of these deaths, like the Ultimate Warrior and um, some other people were Illuminati sacrifices. That's yeah. one of my yeah. favorites. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. And like I'm like I'm not really sure why the Illuminati cares about Ultimate Warrior living or dying at age sixty. You know, no, but I, I mean, I, I would like I it's interesting re- reason. But check out the Raw logo. Uh, yeah, it looks like a triangle. Illuminati. And you know yeah. what? We could probably talk about this i didn't realize that we'd already been going for an hour i know um, we'll have to do I, another one I, one time we get out on bruiser brody bruiser, okay. the bruiser brody killing yeah there's a lot of these things and we can do another Let's one of do these another in fact, one. we'll do it part yeah. two next time uh you know what maybe it'll just, be a rematch we'll just tell, yeah <laughs> next time eric spending time with his mommy yeah we'll we'll, do, we'll this. do this but um yeah the, i mean we could talk wrestling we could do a fucking wrestling podcast i would love to do a wrestling to. podcast uh but uh but we love it and um we'll you know what we'll get into some more of these and yeah. we'll talk about them this was just kind of just scraping the surface of the controversies and conspiracy theories that exist within the go world go check of them out yourself wrestling. yeah please do um but i gotta go i got a show in 30 minutes Ooh. i literally got to be on stage in yes, 30 minutes do. uh <laughs> yeah it's seven o'clock my show starts at 7 30 so we gotta go um anything uh danny you want to say anything before we get out of here Thank you again for my amazing chair, Sasha. It was a lot of fun having you in here with Thank us. Thank you for sitting in with yeah. us. A big thanks to um, our producer, our friend, uh, the great uh, Sasha, who is Lion. just, uh, yeah, he's just, he's the best. He's the reason these things sound so good. Thank you for listening. Um, Eric, we'll see you. Uh, we'll hope you make it back next time or not. We'll just talk more wrestling. So <laughs> yeah, take your time, yeah. whatever you want to do. But thank you for listening to us this week. Uh, a little more fun this week. Not quite as scary as the the Rothschilds and the and the shadow peoples that we've been doing. Scarier, Vince McMahon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Demon man. <laughs> the gobbledygooker. <laughs> so unless uh, unless Vince gets to us somehow this week, uh, we will see you next week. Thank you very much for listening to us. We'll see you next time. God, are you there? God? God, it's me, Mr. McMahon. You know, when you think about it, we have a lot in common. You created the world. I created World Wrestling Entertainment. You created Adam and Eve. I created Stone Cold Steve Austin, Hulk Hogan, and people like that.
mean, on the seventh day, you rusted. Quite frankly, I don't believe in a day off.